This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read together before we take our seat tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. We started talking about the fear of God last week, right? Hallelujah. Well, not a very common topic. It's not five steps to breakthrough. There's nothing wrong with that, but that is the direction we are going. Haven't therefore, let's read together, one to go. Flesh. Perfecting holiness. Hallelujah. One of the ways that you can get to study the Bible, for instance, if you read something like, Haven't therefore these promises? Then you should ask yourself, What promises? That means you have to go to the chapter before, but that's not what we are doing tonight. I'm just saying that that's one of the ways of getting to understand God's word. Haven't therefore these promises? Then the Bible student will ask that, What promises? But the Bible says that, Let us cleanse ourselves. So there are some things that God will do for you. And there are some things that you will do for yourself. The Bible says, let us cleanse. <laughs> Again, it's not the direction I want to go. That's the problem I have with my hyper grace friend, talk, half-baked theology. The Bible didn't say that let us remain as we are, just believe that we are the righteousness of God. There are things to do. And the Bible says, let us cleanse ourselves. If Jesus made us clean, and we don't have to do anything, why is Paul saying, let us cleanse ourselves? But again, it's a matter of how do we cleanse ourselves? Not by rules and regulations, but by laying out of what Christ has done. But we have to do something with it. Did you get that? From all filthiness of flesh, you can be born again and see how the filthiness of flesh and spirits. You can be born again and see how the filthiness of spirits. He wrote these epistles to Christians. Perfecting holiness. And that's where we are going again. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So holiness is perfected by fearing God. Hallelujah. And before we take our seat, let's read Hebrews chapter 12. I think we read that one again last week. Hebrews 12, 29. Or 20, yeah. Hebrews 12, let's start from 28, yeah. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. That's why you can't be moved as a Christian. How can a Christian lose his faith over politics? Sometimes people are very... When Jesus said that my kingdom is not of this world, it doesn't mean we don't participate, but put it where it belongs. I saw Apostle Michael Rokwe in Pakistan. Christians are even going to places where it, they don't want Christians, yet they are penetrating it. That means that nobody can determine the terms of our existence. Man is not God. Anyway, Receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. 
If our kingdom can be moved, neither can we be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God out with reverence and godly fear. I want to talk about three ways to serve God acceptably today. Now, you have to understand if God can be served acceptably, then he can be served in an unacceptable manner. And can this be? You can have your seat briefly. Hallelujah. If somebody said tonight, let us receive grace to serve God acceptably. How do I know whether I'm serving God acceptably or not? It's a brief teaching tonight. But follow me as we cruise very quickly. The Bible says, let us receive grace to serve God acceptably. What does it mean to serve God acceptably? Job 36, 11. You have to look at the benefit of serving God. There are listed benefits of serving God. If I don't find them in my life and I'm serving God, then I am not serving God acceptably or I'm not serving God at all. Job 36, 11 says, If they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity. Hi. And their years in pleasure. So if they are spending their days in poverty and their years in displeasure, they are probably not serving him. Probably. Is that straightforward enough? If they obey and serve him, Exodus 23, 25. Let's read tonight. Just be paying attention to this. And see, there are things that when you see them go, go to, you check your life. Is it showing in my life? You shall serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and water, prosperity again, and I will take sickness away from. So am I still under the influence of the spirit of infirmity and poverty? There are no mistakes in the Bible. You shall serve the Lord your God, your parts. If the Lord is satisfied that you are serving him, he will bless your bread and water. So if my, bless, my bread and my water, they are not being blessed, then I should question, is he lying or am I not serving him? The point is this. Many Christians are serving God, but not in an acceptable manner. And I will define as a manner very soon. But I'm just saying you promises attached to serving. It's as if the Almighty God is not joking with those who serve Him. Malachi 3:18. Let's read. Malachi 3:18. Again. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. So I'm trying to limit myself to these three scriptures. Then you shall return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that served God and him that if they come to our country. If they come to your family house, if they come to your street, and there is no difference, everything that is happening to those who are not serving God is happening to you, there is a problem somewhere. The Bible gives a guarantee that when they return, there will be a difference between those who serve God and those who serve Him not. So if they look at my life, and there is no difference between those who serve God or those who don't serve Him, and I claiming to serve Him, 
then I need to check Hebrews 12, 28. Am I serving God? Or maybe I'm serving, but I'm not serving acceptably. Is that clear tonight? Hallelujah. What does it mean to serve God acceptably? You know, many Christians don't ask questions. If you want to know the Bible, you must ask questions. God is not afraid of your question. Don't ask out of unbelief. Ask out of seeking knowledge. Because there are those who ask God stupid questions. And he does not answer stupid questions. Amen. But if you ask to know, the Lord will teach you. <laughs> are you with me? Jesus, Jesus, I will prove you. I will prove you. Jesus, Jesus, precious when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. You know, sometimes I feel like repeating certain things. Honestly, at times I just open my face, but I see when I hear some people talking about traditional religion, some, you know, a lot of Christians are backsliding nowadays, and it's amazing. I told you when I was a young boy, I would dog water and neighbor buried. He was a very fetish man. I said, oh, brother, we're not even born in and destroyed everything. The Bible said that this dumb idol, Bible called them dumb idol. Some people, we, talk, we tell people to write testimony, so we don't show, we don't want people. The last baby that they dedicated, no, the baby, that, the last week of December, the girl and the wife came to me at the back and they told me, the mother of the girl said, I said, you come to our own town to a real child, you cannot have a child. Your sister became, she said, she tried it till now, she's barren. That got me angry. And I'll talk about that on Sunday. When the anointing is on you, anger can come. It's called holy anger. And I said, call your wife. Just join your hands together. Show your mother-in-law that Jesus is Lord. And she came for the name she saw. They didn't go to drink anything. Too many, you know, as a young boy, I said, my mom used to pray in Yoruba. She would be praying prayer like, Lord, I know whether your mom prayed that prayer that don't let us enter a vehicle with uh, a devilish person. Magic belly should walk on. But you know, if you ask questions, they will beat you. Understand, mommy, if we don't enter car with them, how are we going to prove that Jesus is Lord? When I was in Unbread Level, I was coming to Lagos Mole, and one guy was selling jazz, was selling charm. I challenged him in the bus. And they are probably with his cell until he said something that they will tell you in churches and in mosques that a traditional kid say, I'm telling you, you know, many of pastor come to see us, that this is what you need. I got angry. I said, You are a liar. They abused me being a young boy taking up an old man. But you see, the man couldn't do anything. I spoke until the man shut up. And I was expecting to bring out jazz. Let's see what you have. I will embarrass you in, the, in front of your people. That what you are. And they were Christians who sat down in the car. They are beginning. Maybe, maybe. See, when people have problem, learn not to worship your problem. The issue with some Christians, they begin to doubt God because there's a situation in your life. Your situation does not prove or unprove anything. God was God before. He will be God after a situation. It pains me when people, the same way, one day I was talking to the leaders. Christians become vulnerable. You know, there are people, and that's, I'll get that in a while. Some people pick on weak Christians. 
Pastor David Willow was explained this way. There are two, two kinds of backsliders. Some, when they're angry with Jesus, they leave church. Some, they only they stay and begin to pollute every other person. They still claim to go to church, but when you go to the house, say, church, 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 you better be careful. Church. And this is a guy talking like that. And usually when they help a Christian who is in need, then they begin to control the person. It, it, it has happened in all churches. Yes. So Saturday, when they leave a church, they take some people with them. Like Satan, no two, one third of the angels. So it's, it's not new. This is why, are you the type that when somebody helps you, and he begins to speak against the church because you join him, Say, so you say, church, church, you better be careful. You know, I'm telling you now, because he has helped you. Now you too, you begin to listen to everything I said. You know, you're, you are weak. Or somebody catch you by saying that you are the only person I can talk to. That works more with Christians. It's as if they, that's their mumu button. Poof. They, are, they calm down. See, in, in that choir, they are very partial. You know, call out your choir member. I know you are the only one I can talk to. You are different from blessing. You are different from this one. So let me confide in you. I call out to you. Like I confide in you. <laughs> How can I be the only person you can talk to? It is a manipulative statement. And it catches some Christians. Once they say that, they now feel righteous. Tell me. Others oh, are, yes, it's, it's true. I don't know why church behave like that. You are making a big mistake. What it by? A big mistake. Once a pastor comes to see for now, they say, you are the only pastor I can talk to. I'm not the only pastor I can talk to. Even in the time of Elijah, there were several thousand news that did not bow to bow. God will not leave himself without a witness. So don't patronize me and tell me you are the only one I can talk to. Say what you want to say. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. How do we serve God acceptably? Number one is in that Hebrews 12. Go back to verse 28. The Bible talks about Hebrews 12. With what? Everybody say it. You can say, say it. With what? And that means there are two different things. But I'll put them together. Number one, an acceptable service unto God is coupled with reverence and godly fear. Ah, people don't fear God. God. I was wondering why God stuck with Jonah. Even in his, his, in his disobedience, when the fish swallowed him, God told the fish, until you read between the lines, Jonah 1, 9. When they asked Jonah to introduce himself, he didn't say that I'm a prophet and I'm an apostle. He said, I am Jonah. I'm a Jew. He said, I fear God. God's affinity for those who fear him. You can't separate. He wants to make something beautiful. God values those who fear him. Jonah was one, and God didn't see any other person to call. He said, you, all your life you fear me. I can't let you go. I love you. If you run away, I will catch you. <laughs> but the, you are the deal. You are the deal. And Jonah said, I mean, I'm... When he was to introduce, he said, this said, I'm prophet Jonah. I am Jonah. I fear God. You can be a pastor and not fear him. You can be an apostle and there are many in our time. Because anointing and fear of God, they are two different things. Like charisma and character. 
this is why if you like a sister because when she sings the way she outlives so you think that's what will be happening in the room at home <laughs> she can outlive insults <laughs> so later you know people look at things that are you think because the guy preaches very well he's going to be a good husband he can preach very well and be an excellent manipulator where in his house you, as a wife you are always wrong it's always right intimidation and when people begin today people like they see it but the charisma will cover their eyes it's a popular singer when they sing like this, the anointing flows. It sings well. Anytime you come grow, you notice that he has problem with temper. There, but you, you are you, you yourself. We should blame you. What are you looking for? You want to be beside a popular person. And when he treats you like a trash, you stop coming to church. Shower like Shane. I'm amazed. I will come to church. Meet somebody by yourself. Thank God we don't tell you tomorrow. You, now you see the person. Now you are the one dating the person. And when it breaks your heart, you take it to all of us. Oh, our church more. Did you date the church? If you want to block the person, block him, but leave the rest of us. We still love you. We need you. So don't take it out on us. We didn't choose the person for you. Do you know how many people have left church? When I say I'm not a global church, because of issue of love. Yes. Actually, the person is a prominent face in the church. She sings or he leads or he takes my and then he breaks up with a lady. Lady will likely leave the church. I don't know why. Why don't you stay there and be looking at his face? Must you leave in the first place? Don't join a church except you are convinced that this is your church. And if you know this is your church, nobody can kick you out of where you... Our parents have done better in this regard. We are Anglican, nothing will change it. There is no vicar they can bring that can send them away. In fact, they are the ones sending vicar away. <laughs> I mean, if you understand what I'm saying. Say, it's our family church. You, there is nothing. They fight the parochial community, they settle, they stay there. It's what they teach our generation. Why should somebody check you out? So you, are, you say this is your church, you are convinced... But somebody in the choir offended you and you remember the choir and then because of that you are going. Is that how weak your conviction is? You know where is there? I always receive grace to tell you deeper truth. Sunday is fast, 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 three services. So sometimes, are you, are you following what I'm saying? Are you with me? Yeah. Oh dear Lord Jesus. Thank you. Reverence and godly fear. Thank God for Jonah. I think it's in Psalm 34 verse 9. Give me Psalm 34, I hope. Psalm 34 verse 9. That the Bible says something about those who fear him. Oh, fear the Lord. Yea, he's saints. Are you a saint? The Bible says, for there is no want. There is a mark in the kingdom that the fear of God carries. Who are you when nobody's watching? What do you watch when nobody's watching you? The Bible says fear. There's no one, there's no lack to those who fear God. Those who fear him. When they gave money to those Hebrew women to kill the male child, Pharaoh bribed them. The Bible said the midwife feared God. And God blessed them later. 
you have Christians walking in places like Ines or other places and they join not, I'm not talking about this current ones, I will take side, but from time to time, believers have been part of every rot going on. It is because what I'm saying, people, some after that, they even give the tithe in the church. Maybe you've even given there before. There was a time we were at White House then, Tony Streets. This lady started immediately. I, I just saw, I was preaching, we were just about 18, 90 then. And there was something unclean about that. See, when you see, spiritually speaking, if you are discerning, you can naturally tell when you are close to a prostitute. There can be a smell or there is just... Spiritual things are difficult to explain at times. I just knew there was something and there were two. So one night I was coming from downtown, going up towards Ale. And I saw her standing by the road, waving down cars in the night. So I stopped. So I didn't stop, which I stopped at the front of White House itself where there was lights. Because in the dark, somebody will see you and say that, ah, ah, ah. So I told all those people that. So, so she came. So when she saw that was what she almost entered ground. So I said, no, no, wait. I said, so this is what you do. Why? And she was like, pastor, you see. I said, okay, you know what? I can't talk to you in the night. Somebody might pass and misunderstand me. Come by 12 o'clock tomorrow. I'll be in the white house. I did have an office. I said, so it will, I said, the same all we use for church. Come to the hall. I, I want to talk with you. I said, because I can't talk in the night. People will misunderstand. So she came. I began to talk. And she told me that, look, I've trusted God. My family is upside down. She told me very part. I fed for her. I said, okay, if we put money together and help you. I said, what I can do is that you will permit me that. I can't expose you. I can't say this in church. So they won't be looking at you. That I said, but can you give me an opportunity of calling one of the elderly women in the church? That that means that one I have to tell her who you are. Because I can't deal with you. It can easily be misunderstood. So this is the last, my last talk with you. But let me hand you over to a mature woman in the church. An elderly woman, a mother. Who will hand you? And through that woman, any money you want to pass, will pass it through her to you. I said, because I can't be giving you money directly. You have to protect your reputation as a pastor. If you say one is something going to be two now, and then you show the account transfer. And people will go viral on Facebook. See, wisdom is profitable to direct. And even me also, if I do have any ulterior motive, why not bring in a woman like her? So I said, that's what I want to do. So she said, fine. But see, the woman told me later that she did, the girl didn't stop, she continued. So one day she called me on the phone. And she said that, um, I want to give a tight. I said, ah, the tight of what? Because she traveled, she went to the east. And she was there for a long time. Then she said, I want to send a tithe. Just call that. I know you've not seen me in church for almost two months. That I trusted the woman in church told me that you travel. So I, she said, Pastor, I actually got your number from her. And that um, I want to send it. And I, so I, I, I first of all told her that no. When I sat on the bed, I'm interested in what the Lord said. He asked me a question. That the rest who are coming to church, who give offering every Sunday, do you know where the offering I still didn't let her give because I wasn't. But I just learned something that day. That because you know her, you are profiling her offering. But the rest that you talk to every Sunday. Of course, if I went ahead, it will still be wrong because I'll be sending the wrong signal. But that day, I just gone into thinking about the Father. Others who come to do know where they are coming from. 
And one day, by the Spirit of God, I walk up to a lady. I don't do this because the Lord doesn't embarrass anybody. I just said, after service, she was just with everybody. Who brought you to church? I said, a friend of mine, and she was, I said, come, come, my, come. My. We are not true. I said, male or female? Then she went quiet. Then she said, male. Then I just summoned courage to say exactly what came to my spirit. Did you sleep over in his house? Then she, she broke down. I said, you mean you slept over in his house? You are not married to him. You are sleeping together. It's not even a Christian. And he brought you to church. You came to church on Sunday. He dropped you and he's coming back to pick you after service. I said, sister, no, that's not the way of the Lord. She repented. And today she's still in the church. She's doing well. Very now. I mean, God has... That was how she... It is good to yield to the Holy Spirit to know how to speak with people at times. She knew the idea of a proud knowledge. It just came by the unction of the moment. It doesn't happen every time. So there are many people I see. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know where they're going to. I don't know anything. Amen. But the Lord will help us to be more discerning. Are you getting what I'm saying? Fear of God. What makes people to commit sin behind the sin and think nobody's watching? Members of the church might not know. The pastor might not know. But God says, Joseph emphasized this to Mrs. Potiphar. How can I commit this great sin against God? I fear God. I fear God. When I was serving an NPC, a, a, a cardinal, they paid me salary, which I was not entitled to. I mentioned it here before. Because of the Catholic length, you know, they are very religious in the north. During the fast of the Muslim, because they, would, they, they used to give us lunch every, every day. So, people fasting, they will compensate you with money or stuff after every fast. So, they, they were doing that for both Christian and Muslim. So, for lunch, also 40 days of not eating lunch, five days every week, they will pay you at the end. And I did not drop my name. I was not fasting. I used to fast twice every week. And I was not a Catholic, so I wasn't participating in the lunch. But the woman at the kitchen, one lady like that, uh, you know, she's wearing jabba. She just liked me. She put my name down by herself. She was trying to show love. And they called me. That time, NMPC did not pay us for three months. I said the story for Coppers, myself. Three months, they didn't pay us salary. So we were broke, and there was all every justification to say that. See, this is what we are saying. They called me, and the man called my name. They had gone to their account, so they collected cash, and they were paying everybody cash. And he called my name. And I went forward, and I first I, told, I said, no, sir, no, 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 no. These are the people fasting that I'm not. He was shocked. The man was even surprised. And so, stop, shut up. Must you say it? I said, but my conscience can carry it. How, what will I be telling angels watching over me? Some Christians are bold. Only that you are bold towards wrong stuff. I don't know I don't even know how to go and sleep over a quarrel with a member of the family. I don't know how some people do it. And then you are so sure. You enter plane. You enter road. With wickedness. And you are not afraid. You are driving to Ibadan. And you've done something wrong. Me, my question is so I just be thinking that. What are they thinking of me up there? What I've just done now? So you mean in this northern state, I will pocket that money and go home. Confidently and be praying. Praising the Lord. <laughs> no. I told the guy, I said, no. Ah, the man got up the accountant. He said, I'm surprised. The story went around. One of the DMs sent for me. And I said, I didn't do anything special. I just did what I was supposed to do. Why should I collect what does not belong to me? 
Number one, it is wrong. Number two, ego finish. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and has no sorrow. Uh -uh. If they collect it from me on my will, I won't die now. So we cannot worship something. Little, little things of life, they teach me great lessons. The day a friend of mine went to visit somebody else, he had the most flashy car among us that time, and they stole the car away. And I saw him a week after he was still alive. That was the day attachment to car. That this one, that one, oh, oh God, what's going to happen? Everybody around me drives all my cars. I just said that, okay, they took the car, now you did not die. So you can as well borrow a friend. This one's borrowed it permanently. <laughs> and you are here, you are still alive. I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? Glory to God. Hallelujah. And at times, God will allow some lessons. My brother's friend, his uncle came and gave you so much money. They were really like that. Our firstborn, the guy entered your show and bought clothes. And it was raining, he bought so many of them. He, was, he said it was on cloud nine. You know, when you're already planning how you'll be launching one after the other, that they will take this semester. And because it was raining, some of the things were... So when he got to the hostel, he first of all went to wash them and put them, and he went for a lecture. <laughs> yeah, he said, he was coming back in the afternoon. He just looked at where I put them. They took everything. He thought I said, immediately malaria started. He just stood there and, and, be, and began to... He just got sick. He said, well, I'm not you okay. <laughs> he said, I'm sick. <laughs> and he was asking for duvet. They covered him on the bed. Immediately, he just became sick. <laughs> Hallelujah. Never put hope in anything. Except God. Love good things, but don't over-attach yourself to them. Oh Lord Jesus. It's all blessed tonight. Yes, Godly fear and reverence. Godly fear and reverence. Things of God are not done anyhow. This is the reason that for a service or a conference, I will never allow. I know people will hear me and get angry. I don't care. I will never allow a comedian. We have many years ago. Don't play around only things. If you are doing birthday party in your house as a Christian and a comedian comes out fantastic. If it, they, even if you want to attend where they are do, uh, uh, taking jokes and you want to, there's not, I'm not saying that's wrong. But when they begin to joke around the word of God or Jesus Christ, be careful. That's why in a worship service, no. Maybe if you are doing a celebration or but in a worship service, no. No. I'm just saying this. So that's not to say comedy is wrong. Please understand what I'm saying. And I hope nobody will miss on the way, turn it around. But I'm just saying that only things should be, you should, you should have that, that fear, that reverence. Anything that comes to God. If I begin to dig my definition of reverence, how many of you check your phone during service? That is what is missing. You will not stand before governor or the president or your MD and he's talking. Even when he's not talking, you can't stand before him in the office and be checking your phone. Let us serve God. Godly fear and reverence. 
where these things are hallowed, you are going to see a mighty presence of God. Mighty. When Obolado was eight and he saw Jesus, they asked him later, there, what do you think made the Lord to come to when you were young? He said the very thick holiness atmosphere in the house. Not holiness by rules, by reverence. They love God. They will not be reading the Bible in the house and put on their TV. Many Christians have told all these things don't matter. But the question that do you do that when you see the kings of this world? Can the president of Nigeria send for you? And while you are standing and sitting down, you are pressing your phone. You are answering a call. Say, Mr. Just, just give me a minute. You are doing that. Responding, chats and chatting. You leave your phone behind. Godly reverence. It is the number one thing that many services are not acceptable to God. Whether you are cleaning the church, whether you are an usher, are you aware, first of all, that what you are doing is a spiritual service? It's a spiritual service. It's a spiritual service. Singers in the church are not entertainers. Thank God it doesn't happen here. I have gone to minister in places where instrumentalists will finish singing, praise, worship. They will drop the guitar and go and be chatting outside. Here I will send you away. Nonsense. Reverence. 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 You can't say because you are in the sound department and then you are talking, you are not part of the service. It will affect the move of the spirit in the meeting. Some Christians can stand up at any time. Even if Jesus appears physically, they will stand up and go out. And what is he going to do? Nothing in particular. If you are pressed, you understand. But nothing in particular. This is what I'm saying. It is rare. It is strange. See, if care is not taken, everything around us is affecting our attention span. Any advert on Facebook, there will be an advert in between. Messages advert in between. Your attention span is getting shorter and shorter by the day. You must know when it comes to children, this is God. This is not Facebook. This is God. This is not men. What did Jesus say first of all? When they say you should teach them how to pray. Our father in heaven, what's the next word? Hallowed be thy name. You must hallow the name. John Wesley's mom will tell about, I don't know how many children now, maybe more than 10 or so in the house. Say, I want to pray for two hours. If I'm praying, if you die, die. Because they were boys and they will run. I said, if you run around and you hit your head, just know, mommy will not touch you until after two hours. So when I start praying, you better all behave. <laughs> you understand? So if you think that you run around and fall down, I will come and carry you. Say no. Because these two hours is for God. So I'm warning you now. Don't run around when I'm praying. So when you enjoy yourself, I'm not available until after the next two hours. Ah. Ah, yeah. It was Tayo. Tayo Ajayi. Uh, um, the head of sanitation, the brother, he used to be in charge of drama here, but he's in America. Who told me? They are from, I think, uh, on those side, Oshun side, Oshun. He said they told them, old, old CAC people, ancient CAC men, those who were there, uh, after I remember, like, those people, that, at that time, that there was a time there was no church around. Farmers wanted to give tithes of their money. They said this is too holy to retain. They carried the when they didn't send anybody to go and give it to, they went to throw it inside the bush. That let any beggar, anybody pick it, but let it be known in evil. I have not kept that which I should have given. People might say it's extreme, you might not fully agree, but it shows their hearts that when is God, I don't cross the line. 
He's a loving father. And that's why people are taking for granted in our time. But whoever loving a father, his fathers are strict. If your dad does not put to the right way, you will make mistakes. Are you getting what I'm saying? We will need to go as a topic on its own. I will teach one day on godly reverence. But so let's just leave it. But at least you have an idea of what we are talking about. What about those who come to church late? And you will not go for appointment late. When they say American visa, they say your time is 10. By 7, you are there. Struggling with the crowd. But when they say it's church, well, God understands. An environment has added to this. I have never seen anybody who told the parents that mommy, my brother is not feeling fine. Ah, I can't stay with him. I have an exam to write. They will understand. But change it around. Mommy, I can't stay with my brother. We have service. Are you the one that killed Jesus? Even from Christian parents. They, or my boss said we should come today. Everybody in your house will release you. Why you say that mommy, or let's say mommy is not the one feeling fine. Didn't Jesus say that if you don't hate your mother and your father? He wasn't saying that hate them as he hate them. He was actually saying that if you cannot place me above them, above them, above them. Environment will make you feel guilty. If any of your loved one is sick and you are the only one staying with the person, and you want to really attend church, say, you know, I'll just go for service and come back. They will say, can't you stay? We don't know. But you just tell them, the same people, that the governor said I should come right now. Everybody understand. They will release you and no judgment against you. What is wrong with us? When it comes to God, when it comes to God, when it comes to God, Godly reverence. The second one is in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 14. Second, we are serving God in an acceptable manner. Let's read verse 47. Sorry, Deuteronomy 28, verse 47. Are you with me? Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. You will agree with me that we have to break all these things one by one. Hi. Hallelujah. God, if you are reverence. Now, the Bible says that we must serve God with joy. With joy. Joy. Again, we go along. Even though it is done with reverence and holiness, but there should be joy bubbling. That was why David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Or anybody, anybody that wrote that part, David did write that part, whoever wrote it. Let us go into the house of God. I was glad. Are you excited about Jesus? When it's time for, to go for evangelism, are they disturbing you? Or are you happy? You know, Christians who do everything they ask them to do, but they do it grumbling. Unfortunately, there's no price for grumblers. As a matter of fact, you lose your reward when you grumble. The Bible says that you will serve not Lord with gladness. Of, then look at what it said because of that you will serve your enemy. That means possible to serve God, but when God does not see, number one, godly fear and reverence, number two, he does not see joy. It's that like you are doing it under duress. How many people pray, but they pray as if it's a punishment? Heavenly Father, we thank you. If we don't pray now, we will keep us. <laughs> Oh, demon will catch you now if I don't pray. 
<laughs> so that, that's, you are just praying because you are afraid of the consequence of not praying. Joy. How will your attitude be next Sunday when you are coming to church? Will you be like David that was glad? Are you going to wake up and dance already for the fact that you are going to church? So wow, this is Sunday. This, as a young boy, I started loving Sunday. I mean, if you told me, even when we're, I grew up in, in the white garment, even when you say we're not going to church, it will pain me. I love Jesus. When I'm in all the nations of the earth, once there are no church, I told this other brother, so I prefer America 10,000 times. Say, so because there are many churches to attend, conferences. I don't, that's why I don't like about some other European nations. Very boring. I don't know how people manage without God. America, there are all kinds of beautiful, wonderful churches. Actually, the down part of America. Oh, Texas. I even saw a road. They know me after Kenekopla, Kenekopla Road. Close to Kenekopla South. It's amazing. One day, at the, I came out of one airport. Unlike the upper part where they don't say, came out and somebody was just on top of it. It was, it was very loud. They worshipped the I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I've been wonderful. I was glad. In Billy Graham's house, where they are built to immortalize him, the house, I was told they carried it. That's where he lived, he grew up. So they left when he was a young boy. They kept to use when he was nine. May God help Africa. We don't have such things. Preservation of history. The cows, they, they, they built cows, they put them there. But it's the same ranch that he was as a young boy for building everything. And thousands come there. Were many, many people there, many that day. I said, God. And you know what? They told us that every staff there, there's no staff on the payroll. Thousands every week, every month, go on vacation. They are part of, if they have a month vacation, they dedicate one week into working there. The woman that was at the entrance that took us in. I think he said a senior doctor somewhere. She came. That was her week of serving. He said everybody serving there, they serve voluntarily. So they have a roster. So you are a very wealthy man in Australia. You have two months uh, holiday. You dedicate 10 days to come and serve there. Maybe as someone that will help people change things. What a great man or a robot was. That place, I told them they part. It's a very big house. You go around from place. When we got to the point where they were showing his crusades. It just happened that when I came, they were just showing crusade in the badon. It just said, this same Jesus. And the person said, Jesus, and saw he, my head stood. Oh, the white girl was like, what? I said, that's my language. I was, it was awesome. Awesome. And they, when you come out of there, there are places to sit down and pray and think about your life. I was thinking about Nigeria. Oh, Lord, kill all day. We were standing one day on London Bridge and they were telling us that that particular year, 41 million people visited London. And I looked at how much. They went to Stanford Bridge. I don't know, our stadium here. <laughs> no match, no nothing. Bill H. I, I told me, I said, eight years ago, I was at Stanford and I don't want to go again. And my team is even misbehaving. But a bit of forced me to go there. Me, I want to see. I said, okay, let's go. Let's go. Go to Stanford Bridge. And we paid 28 pounds to enter and paid 10 pounds to take picture. So the two of us, 38, 38 pounds. And when a group of many people, they were taking us around. And I said, these people will be having over a thousand visitors every day, dropping 28 pounds. 
So no match, no nothing. As quiet as that stadium is, minimum of maybe about 50,000 pounds coming in every day. Minus souvenir, minus everything. No match, just every day. You know, I would just sit down. I just ask the question, African leaders, do they come here? What is the problem with Africa? And we have rocks, we have all those other things. What you see? Nobody. Yeah. Say God. Okay, so on top of London, like what have we seen? Olumorok is better. Unfortunately, to him that has, more will be given. Let's not go there. You know, I told you, I went to preach where Pa Elton did his great work. And it was on the same road with Apostle Babarola. And it was on the same road where Bishop Oedeko received that 18 hour vision. The hotel is still there. It's now a road. But did they, my Dan, Pastor Dan Lamandi was there. He took the I preached the second session. When they said they were going to check all this, I just felt like I want to go back to the room to pray. They came back in regrets. The water in Babarola stood inside that prayed over that became healing water. They saw people washing on Kada inside. The house he used to pray was locked. They were the one that broke it. And people in the neighborhood were wondering what's going on here. I asked the guy in the hotel where I was at, can you show me about last house? And he said, I don't know. I said, and you are here. Then the hotel where Bishop received the vision, when they went there, one guy, mechanic guy, was with a guy in the room, in that same room. It was a, I just said, this is Satan mocking revival. That this is where you said, mocking, mocking. A popular Fuji singer was going to sing on the ground where Abaola did his revival. They turned it to carnival ground. Mocking. But you go to the other side, cross the road, you see preservation. You can't stand on that Orarobo ground, sorry, ground, ground, without a vision. You will, the presence of God will catch you there, North Carolina. I don't know whether it's out or not. They are together. I was like, wow, Lord Jesus. But see, this is why you are listening to me. Because Africa will rise. Amen. Africa will rise. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Thank you, Lord. I want to stop here. Godly fear, the last one. Godly fear with gladness of heart. The last one. Paul spoke about things. He said, I serve my God from my grandfather with pure conscience. It is called faith unfeigned. Maybe we start next to looking properly at each one. Pure conscience. That's the third and the final one. They are the three things. Because conscience and faith are two different things. In First Timothy, Paul separated the two. He said, holding faith and pure conscience. Oh, no, no, no. Where Paul said that I saw my father with pure... Uh, I think that's uh, Second Timothy 3, 2. I think. I'm not sure... If you see, you can help me. I want that scripture before we close. Where Paul said that serving my father. Eh? Second Timothy 1 3. Thank you. Second Timothy 1 3. Second Timothy 1 3. This is the third thing. For those who are watching, this is important. I thank God whom I serve from. I see that word again, serve. From my forefathers with pure conscience. Ah, I can go six hours on this one. Because this is where offense is coming from. 
with pure conscience. How many times have you seen people saying, I served in that church, but they were not there for me? Ulterior motives and God cannot get along. You can as well forget about it. The moment of service unto God, there is something inside that you are looking for. Like I started with. People, I told you last week or when, a guy that told my brother that when I was following you fools around, he was talking about we Christians. And when he found out what happened to him, he asked a girl out in the church and the girl said yes to someone else. And he felt cheated. Ulterior motives. People can be very passionate in choir. Open a leadership mantle will get to them. They do see it in the, that film, Enoch. How people left church. Senior pastors, because the younger pastor was told I will be the Jew. Ulterior motives. Why are you serving? This even plays out in human relationship with another one. So you go greet your uncle. Why are you serving? Why are you here? They put that message out as an accept, and I was blessed by it. I didn't even know I was one that preached it. About this parable of the, the vineyard man, the man that went out and hired servants. He, they negotiated the price and he said maybe 20 dollars or so. They were okay with it. But because of people that worked for one hour, he gave them the same amount. They became bad. You know, you can be in an office and say they will pay one million per month. You were happy. You gave testimony. But then the boss decided to pay somebody else two million. Now you are angry. It's not the money. It's that you are getting yourself concerned with what does not concern you. Is the man meeting the deal between you and that's what you should focus on. Somebody likes you, but all of you like somebody else more. Now you are angry. But he has not offended you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ulterior motives. Paul said that when I serve God with pure conscience, I think that's 1 Timothy 1. Give me that 1 Timothy 1. I think it was the last verse. Where he said that holding the faith and pure conscience. Oh, many times, many preachers have done a good job teaching faith. But only few people have taught pure conscience. This is Paul, and I hand here. This is why the Lord is leading me to start teaching this. There are many messages on faith. How many messages have you seen on pure conscience? But Paul is saying that holding faith, one, you need it, and a good conscience. He said, we some have put away concerning, that means they have not added good conscience to their faith. And I think again in First Timothy somewhere again, he spoke about this again, maybe chapter 3 or so, about faith and good conscience. Now I use the word faith in good conscience. Good conscience. So you can be a man of faith, but you might not be a person of good conscience. And the Bible says, Odin, that means check your conscience. Good conscience is equal to pure conscience. Is it stained or is it still pure? Is it pure? I want to join that unit. Why do you want to join? When we were in school, there was a lady that was in, you know, about that was in one unit like that. For some reason, after service, I stood beside the pulpit and people were greeting me and were gisting. You know, all of us were, were just gisting. And I started talking with one guy at the back. The guy was in protocol. So one day she came to meet me and said, Pastor, I prayed about it, you know. I want to leave my unit and join protocol. Inside my other side is because of this guy. But I didn't say anything. I said, no problem. And then one thing led to under one day like that, under a very intense atmosphere, she fell on the power of God. And then she decided to see my attention to now confess that 
shortly after that, they go into protocol. Protocol people going for picnic, going for this, and then I said, and the boys started sleeping together. I said, you know, I saw you that day. You weren't joining. You could have just saved your life by staying where you were. Pure conscience. I have seen people, young people like myself, who started getting close to older ministers, popular bishops, because they thought they would help them with influence. Where people get, where is the anger coming from? I know a guy that is speaking on Facebook against everybody now because he has a popular pastor here for money and that one didn't give him. Number one, people think that the fact that you are rich means that you have money at all times to give around. If I tell you how many people ask me for money per day, and there are those who will get angry. I was telling about some young boy that said that God told me to invite you and that you should be my mentor. And when he said that he could not make the meeting, the guy abused daylight out of him. He sent him a mail. There was no word he did not use. Now, who do you think you are? Now, you should remember that. <laughs> I must say my comment. He said, to. You know, that's how he says it. He said, to. He said, one minute, you are my mentor. Another minute, <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that is motives. Motives. Ah, men and brethren, we will need to create a day to share on this because it will save many Christians. Why are you serving the unit where you are serving? What can you take? What can't you take? Why do you think they will favor you and when they don't, you get angry? I know pastors who invited other pastors with the hope that they will invite them. And those who did their own program and invited someone else. And they got angry. So why should you invite somebody so that they can invite you? Apostle Man has been coming here for six years. More than six years. I've only been to Koinonia once. And I've been to Abuja many times. I don't go there. I would rather even visit him in the house. Why, why must you say, I have never visited any of the places of Apostle Michael Robo? Why must you say, they must also invite me? That's why you are inviting somebody. I see people getting into trouble with all these things. All these things. People go and they expect a minister that is blessed of God to help them out. I have never asked any other pastor for one naira in my life. Even when our account enters zero as a church. When your hope is in God, people will not be, they, you will not be disappointed by people. Yes. I have not gotten angry to say I won't greet somebody, somebody, because they said that they were, they were leaving the church and going to another church. Where is your, where is your heart? And all those who are watching. If we don't resolve this issue, you cannot be in a church that is more than 50 people, 50 people, without somebody offending you along the line. The question is, clarify your motive. Why are you there? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, 
Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.